we're speaking about the names of Hashem. So we spoke about the one chedek, which was names referred to how Kaddish Baruch acts towards us, either in terms of adjectives, or in, in, such as, we, like we spoke last time, what it means, Hashem is Rachel V'chanun, isn't the way we talk about Rachel V'chanun, it means it's the, how we refer to the decision Hashem chooses how to act. Then we have names of Hashem, which refer to descriptions, Kadosh, Ram Venisa he brings, which isn't an action as much as it's the way we relate to something which is above us. Now, the last one, which is the one which we need to understand, which is something which a lot of the Rishonim uh, grappled with trying to explain. Uh, the Rambam in Marinavachim also talks about this, Farichos, also does, and Rabbi Levi also has his way of looking at it. And that is the names of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which seem to not make sense in the way that we understand the terminology. For example, we talk about HaKadosh Baruch Hu as Chai, as being alive. Now, how do we define life? How do we as people define life? So we have two options how we can define life. And we're going to see that both of them don't really apply to Hashem. The one way to define life is the connection between the body and the Hashem. Right? Neither of them dis- disappear when a person dies. The body is there, and the Hashem is there. They're just separated. So life is a combination. It's when you have the body and the neshama together. And when they separate, then the person has died. So when you talk about Hashem as being a lekim chaim, what do we mean? That Hashem's body and neshama is together. That doesn't make sense. Hashem doesn't have a body. So what are we talking about? Eloat, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu, so to speak, exists. When we talk about life, we're not talking about existence. Non, non-living things also exist. So that's what life means. So then it doesn't, it doesn't fit the definition by Hashem. Come to answer this. Let's explain the rest of the question. The other way of explaining life is in terms of, and then again in human terms, it's in the terms of that we receive life. That there's a kilo, a person's body is let's say a kli, whatever it is, and when it's given a certain life force, then it's, then it's alive. It's not the force itself; it's the thing which receives the life force. Right. And if that's the case, again, it doesn't apply to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, because HaKadosh Baruch Hu isn't the recipient, he's the giver. So we can call HaKadosh Baruch Hu the, the source of life, like we do. We say that, we, we call HaKadosh Baruch Hu the Chayor Ilamim, which means the source of life of the world. That makes sense. But when you talk about Elikim Chaim, we're talking about Okel Chai, we're talking about in, in the sense that he's alive, not that he gives life. So how do we, how do we explain life in that form? So yes, they are trying to explain it like they explain the word Baruch, which means not that we're giving Hashem a bracha, we say Hashem is the source of bracha, and therefore they explain it the same way. That when we're talking about HaKadosh Baruch as being either Kelchai or Kim Chaim, whatever Lashon is going to be, it means that he's the source of life, the same thing. Uh, not that he's alive in that sense. But uh, like we're going to see, the Rabbi Levi explains it differently, and let's, let's understand the way he looks at it. He says like this, Aval some which is coming to take away from the opposites, to be shaylil, to dis, discount the opposite option. Kamoi, chai, when we say Hashem is alive, always Hashem is echot, Hashem is one, 
That's also a big circuit when I see on its own. What we refer to when we talk about Hashem as one, or we talk about Hashem as being Rishon Va'achon, the first or the last, whatever it is. Sefer Lav Ba'ela. What we talk about Hashem in these terms is Kadei Lishnali Men Hafcham. We mean not the opposite. So we can't, the way the Zari explains it, the Chacham explains it, it's not that we're going to refer to Hashem with this title. It means not that it will affocate to take away from the other alternative. Not to explain that this refers to Hashem the way we understand it. When we understand life, it means the fact that we can move and we can feel whatever it is, which means the body connects to the Neshama. That doesn't apply to Hashem. Hashem is above that. So our definition, our terminology, which we refer to as life, isn't negated to Hashem. And if that's the case, when we talk about Hashem as being alive, what do we mean? The shit of the Arvid Alevi. Why? Because by us, we understand if Nishma Khshavas Alev Kedemis Kemisha Elechai, who mess? We see life and death, death is being opposites. And therefore, we're going to say that since we're definitely not going to use the term of Mavis related to Hashem, so the opposite is going to have to be Chai. Even though it's not Chai in the terms that we understand as being Chai. Now, the Kuzari agrees, let me finish the paragraph to see what he says, and then we'll explain it better. The Kuzari agrees, that's not, doesn't have to be like that. It's not, doesn't have to be that there's, that's either life or death, that there's no other alternative. Right? There are things which are neither alive nor dead. His marshal is something which isn't alive, something like time. Time isn't alive, time isn't dead. This is not something which could be alive or dead. So we don't talk about it in the terms of life and death. We're talking about the stone, something inanimate. So we talk about the person is either intelligent or stupid, one or the other one. Right? You're talking about something which doesn't have seichel. It's, it's, not, it's not clever, it's not stupid, it, it doesn't apply to that. Just like a stone is beneath the range of what could be either intelligent or non-intelligent, and therefore those terms don't apply to it, so we understand the other way in reverse. Something that comes to concept of Hashem, life and death doesn't apply to it. So what he's saying is, that, to sum up what he said and try to understand a bit better, basically that it's true. The terms which don't relate to Hashem, we can't say that, that, that they apply to Hashem like they apply to a person. Because Hashem is not in the range of things which can apply to so why do we use those terms relating to Hashem? Because in our mind's view, we don't see another alternative. Right? It's either one or the other one. In our world, they're opposites. And therefore, since we're trying to say that Mavis, death, something which disappeared, which no longer functions, we don't apply it to Hashem, we'll say the opposite, that Hashem is high. But it's not high in the terms we relate to as a life either. Another example for this, another example for this is Aaron Choshech. Right? Light and dark. In our physical world, it's one or the other one. It's light or it's dark. We don't have a third option. And therefore, we talk about Hashem often as R. We talk about R in many, ta- in many different ways. We talk about Hashem as being the source of R. They're both in one pasuk. When you use the source of life, with your light, we'll see light. That was mean Hashem is a light. Hashem shines. It's, it doesn't apply to Hashem. It's not physical. Except, we're trying to say the opposite of darkness. And in a world where you have either light or darkness, so then... The, the way to define Hashem as, as with the shlila, with, the, with so to speak, taking away the negative option. So 
So instead of saying Hashem is not dark, or Hashem is not dead, we say He's alive, we say He's light. But the way the Ravina Levi explains it, it doesn't literally mean that because it doesn't apply to Hashem. Now, this is the Mahalaf of the Kul of Pashtani Marishonim, which the Nev Shachayim talks about a few times, which means they look at Alpi Pshat, and the way we understand the Pshat, the terminology light and dark doesn't apply to Hashem, the way we understand life and death doesn't apply to Hashem, and therefore it just means that in the terms of that is not the opposite. However, we'll see that we will see that the Mahalikh of the Gan, which is better also not very different from the Mahalikh of the Kabbalah in the in his Yanim, is that we refer not like the Rabbi Levi saying over here, and that is just coming to the Afuke the opposite. We mean exactly what we say. We mean exactly what we say. Except we have to understand there's some we're looking at things because we're physical. There's a Ruchni counterpart, there's a spiritual counterpart. And therefore we look at life as a physical source of life, which means the, the fact that there's, there's a nefesh which interacts with the body and the body can then operate, that's called chai. And if the two separate, then that's called misa. So you're looking at the physical side of it. But you have to look at there's a spiritual counterpart to that. And that's the case. There's the, the source of chaim is something which is always. Even the nefesh of a person, the nefesh of a person is always alive. It doesn't die. It doesn't die. When the body, what dies is the body. Not the neshama. The neshama stays alive. And uh, we're going to quote a pasuk, which is Mamish brings out this point, and that is that therefore when we talk about chaim, we don't mean something which interacts body and neshama. That's a physical chaim. We talk about chaim. We talk about something which lives for always, remains alive. And that's because of course it applies to Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is always there, and therefore we can talk about chaim in reference to Hashem. For example, we're in the we're by the we're by the neshama by the nefesh of a person. Well, Abigail tells David Melech, the highest nefesh Adoni, through a b'tzara chayim, as Hashem alekach, the nefesh of Adoni, of our master, will be connected, through, tied to the b'tzara chayim, tied up with the bounds of life, so to speak, towards Hashem, together with Hashem. And if that's the case, we're referring to, we talk post death. Abigail is telling David, after you die, your nefesh will be b'tzara b'tzara chayim with Hashem. Which means after you die, the nefesh will remain alive. And therefore, the concept of chayim applies in a different sense where we understand that you're in the physical world. We are studying chayim as being something which continues to live. Not physically, spiritually. And that's the case, we can refer to Hashem in the same terms. HaKadosh Baruch also exists. If chayim is a fact that it exists without limitation, that applies to Hashem too. Same thing in the concept of or v'choshech. If you're looking at or as physical life and choshech as physical darkness, then you're right, neither apply to Hashem. It's not physical, and it's not physical in either, in either direction. Right? And what? But that's, a, that, that's a, a, as we see in Nefesh many times. Right? The, the physical light and darkness is just the, what we see here. When we're talking about the aura of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're talking about Hashbah. And just like light emanates from a source, like rays, rays of light, the waves of light, if you're going to explain it, which come from a source. Right? So that's just a physical representation of a spiritual concept. And when there's a source of hashpah, we call it light. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is That's called light. When there's a lack of hashpah, we call it choshech. And that's the case. But rather, we talk about Hashem as being an or. That's a spiritual or. Like we say, I gave one pasuk before. For or chadnire or, but there are many, many more pasuk like that. For or pnei melechaim. Right? B'chayin we say in the davening. B'chayin avinu klonuk. For or panecho. He for or panecho nasatelon. The hashpah or means hashpah. So instead of just using the physical terminology, which the king would be right to say doesn't apply to Hashem. Hashem isn't a light and Hashem isn't dark. 
And we're not going to take the derech of the Pashtonim, which means we're just trying to laugh, okay, the other side, right? The way the Mukhabarim explain it, we mean exactly what we say. Except not in the physical sense. It doesn't mean physical light, it means hashpa. It doesn't mean physical life, which is connection of body to the Shama, it means existence. In a spiritual sense, and that for sure applies to Akhadish Arguably, all, all light. Uh, a, a discussion which is, uh, there's a lot to talk about. But if you're going to explain how the world works, we have the elements of offer, which is physical. We have the element of mind, which is also physical and different nature. We have the element of age, which is energy, which is already the counter, the, the middle point between physical and spiritual. And we have the element of avir, which is uh, non-physical. So you're right. Anything which is fire is physical. Why? Let me just go through them for you. For you. And you'll see how we have four properties. How do we define something physical? So there are four ways. Number one, it takes space. Mass. Weight, um, it has it has a certain nature, certain properties, and it's visible. Right? You'll see as you go up, you you lose one on each level. So, for example, offer, obviously it's, it's, it has a weight, has a, you can see it, it, it's, uh, it, it doesn't move, it, it has a certain shape, and it's the shape it retains. Right? Water, you can see it, it has weight, but it doesn't have a shape. Water is going to move to whatever shape it becomes. There's no defined shape, water will never take a form. Right, you go to fire. Fire you can still see, but it's no mass. It's a, it's, not, it's not something which is uh, like it's, it's an energy. It's something which burns and acts. It doesn't have a shape. And then air is none of them. And as it's there, we we're aware of it. We can measure it, quantify it, but it doesn't. You can't see it either. So uh, we lose one level of of, the, of how we define gashmas on each of the four sides. Okay, that's true. So, but the mass is the we're talking about gashmi. We're talking about what we see in this world, how things work. As opposed to Ruchni, which things work in a Ruchni world. So yes, there is energy which works in this world, and that's a physical energy. That's something not completely physical by definition, but it's a physical energy, as opposed to a Ruchni energy. As opposed to a Ruchni energy. Uh, on this point, I want to digress for a moment to explain something which is a Yusayid bundle. Which, uh, if you think about it, it's really poshant, but people always, for some reason, get stuck with this. It's a Chazal which is born in two places, and people always don't understand it. It's on the end you know, of the carbon tamid. And what Hashem says about carbon tamid is carboni lachmi the ishai. The carbon which is my bread, my food. Now, the carbon atomid is called Hashem's food. The carbon atomid. My brother says, it's carboni lachmi, it's my food. Hashem needs food. So it's Hashem needs food. And Chazal said this more than once. lechem the food of Hashem is being makrit. Right? Why Hashem is food? So Hashem doesn't eat. Right? So it sounds like a big question. Let's just understand something. And let's look at the mashal of a person. We all agree a person needs to eat. Right? We all agree that if a person doesn't eat, he's going to die. After a long enough period. That's partial. Right? Food is a basic necessity for life. Okay. Now let's analyze it more closely. We said a person is a composite of a body and a shaman. Which part needs to eat? Which part needs to eat? What's going to happen if he doesn't eat for long enough? So they're going to separate. The Hashem is not going to die. It's the body which is going to die. So if you say the person needs food, it's the essence the person needs food to maintain the connection of the body to the Hashem. The Hashem is going to survive without it also. But the body won't. So yes, how can the person who's in the Hashem need food? For his body. That, that, that keeps it alive. Now if you understand, if you understand that, Marshall, it's now the Nimshah. What the puzzle is talking about, 
The connection of the world to HaKadosh Baruch Hu is similar to body to Neshama. The world needs to live. And for that it needs a connection to Ruchnius. If it needs food, it's to maintain the life of the world, not the life of Hashem. Hashem is limited in the Sham. It will live with the world, it will live without the world. The point of the, of the lechem, of the food, is to give chiz to the body, to connect it to Hashem. And therefore, the point of the Baisamikdash is that it should be a connection to the Shechina that should come down here. Then the Korbanas are providing food. But the food isn't the chiz of Hashem. The food is the chiz of the world. Just like by a person, the food is to keep your body alive, not in your Shama. The Korbanas are food, exactly what the Basak says. Lechem lekechu makriv. And it's the food which the world needs. You're not feeding the Nishami, you're feeding the body. And by providing the Korbanas, that will keep the Shechina here. And we lose the Korbanas, and the Shechina leaves. And like the Goan writes, so the world, and the Goan is also going to write this later on, when the Shechina left, the world died. It's like a body without a Nishami. 100%, it's food, but it's, you have to look at it the other way around. It's the food which maintains the body. It's the food which maintains the world. And the same is what we're saying over here. We're not looking at Chayim Hashem in the terms of physical life, that's what we're being marked to Hashem. It's exactly the other way around. Chaim, in terms of spiritual, is that something exists without the body. Just like the Gemara but the Neshama, that's Baruch Nafesh Hashem. Just like the Nefesh is Chai, Samuel Kodesh Baruch is Chai. Without the body. We can't use the Hagdara of Gashmius to explain the Ruchnius. We have to use the Hagdara of Ruchnius. There's no question. We mean exactly what we say. HaKadosh Baruch we call him as being Chai, we call him as being Ar. We're not talking about the physical explanation of Chaim and Ar. We're talking about the Ruchni explanation of Chaim and Ar. Chaim is existence and Ar means Hashbab. And it makes perfect sense. And also, we see sometimes Hashem refers to Himself like that. It's not just Ar referring to not the negative, not the opposite. We see sometimes Hashem refers to Himself like that. Chai on in Om Hashem. Chai on in Om Hashem. What is Hashem saying? Hello, He's referring, using the Russian Chaim to refer to Himself. Okay, so then we've seen two Mahachim, Mahachim the Pashtanim, how they explained it in the terms that we use the terms here, and we just mean Lafuki, not the opposite. Or we understood a deeper level that these words also have a meaning on the more Rukhni level.